I think it's, it's always a special experience to do communion together, to remember the sacrifice that Jesus paid for our lives, and to remember that, and to celebrate that. And uh, I want to begin off with prayer, mostly for me. I hope that's okay. No, I'm just kidding. But that we would um, just hear from the Lord this morning of what he wants to talk to us about. So God, I just thank you so much for today. I thank you for your power and presence that is here. God, I thank you that we can celebrate together and remember that sacrifice you paid on that cross for our sins and then rose again three days later. God, we don't ever want to take that for granted. And God, may it compel us. Father, may it push us in whatever means to share that same message with those around us that don't know you. Father, may we show others love just like you showed us love. In your precious name. And everyone said, amen. 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 Well, this morning I want to talk to you a little bit about relationships. And I think it's an important topic, especially, it seems a little bit now more than ever, that there's some divides here and there and everywhere. I don't know if it's more, I don't know if it's less, I'm not a statistician to look at how much conflict is going on in relationships nowadays, but you don't have to go very far on social media or the news or even the grocery store or even church to find that there's some divides over one thing or the other, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm the only one that experienced it. Maybe, I, for those of you online, if, if you're, you, you've experienced that, let us know in the comments below, Right? And I think relationships are important. I think we've been designed for relationship. They are needed. When God made us, made this world, he did not make us to go it alone. And sometimes our relationships can look a little bit like a Chris Hemsworth type thing, if I can do an analogy, and other times they're kind of like Mr. Bean, right? Sometimes they're doing really good. I mean, he's pretty awesome in Thor, I think. Uh, as Thor, he, you know, and other times we have no idea what's going on. If you're a Mr. Bean fan, maybe you know what, what I'm talking about. For those who aren't, uh, you're probably under the age of 30. So I'll maybe uh, just YouTube it, figure it out, you know. So I believe that relationships can be frustrating, can be exciting, can be helpful, can feel like not so helpful. They can be mysterious, kind of like how they get the caramel in the caramel bar, right? But we all know that without the caramel in the caramel bar, it's not that as good, right? That caramel just takes that chocolate bar to another level. And so we can't live without relationships. I mean, we can try, but it's not really living. And so this morning, I hope that at the end of our time together, we'll have discovered three things. One, that a relationship with God is absolutely key. That a healthy, growing relationship with God is absolutely key and foundational to our relationships in life. That we cannot have growing, healthy relationships without inviting God into our lives, without letting Him be Lord of every single part of our lives. Then I hope we'll also learn that we need to have a healthy relationship with ourselves. Now, that might sound a little bit weird, but we're going to get into that a little bit. And then also, I hope that we'll have a few tools to help us 
and having healthy, authentic relationship with others. Because I think for us as a church to grow and reach our community, to continue to reach people for Jesus, to help um, in our community, that we need to have healthy, authentic relationships. We need to be open and be willing to welcome other people at our church. I don't know if you've looked around recently, but as we continue on, and and a lot of churches are experiencing this um, through this pandemic, is sometimes we don't know who actually comes to our church anymore. We just kind of discover on a Sunday. And sometimes people, uh, uh, you know, show up and then they're not here the next week or anything like that. And that's normal and that's okay and everything like that. But if you look around, there's always seems to be new faces. And that's exciting. I hope you find it exciting. And I hope that for those who, if you're new here for the very first time um, or been here just for a small journey, we want to connect with you. So if you're new here, would you pull out your phone and text CONNECT, that word CONNECT, to 204-817-8333. So once again, that number is 204-817-8333. We just really want to connect with you. And we hope maybe Bethel is your home church. Maybe it's going to become your home church, or, or maybe it is another church, and we hope to connect with you as well. Because there's many great churches in this community, and they're all full of people, right? And where people are, there's relationships, And some would say when people are, there's also some conflict sometimes, and that's normal. But to help us with that, we need to know that we need to have a healthy, growing relationship with God, because God wants to be our friend. I'm going to say that again. God wants to be our friend. Now, what does that look like? Because if you imagine God, the creator of the universe, the Lord Almighty, he wants to be my friend, like me. But what does that look like? Because, I mean, that's God who sits on the throne in heaven. That's God who's everywhere all at the same time. I mean, he's the one who breathed and the earth was created, the universe was created. I mean, that's pretty amazing. And he wants to be my friend. So what does that look like? Well, he wants to get to know you. And he wants you to get to know him. He wants to have an intimate relationship with you. And now I know I just said the word intimate, and that seems a little odd sometimes. Let me explain or maybe you're the kind of, this, this might apply a little bit more to guys, is that it seems a little odd. I mean, but let me just explain it this way. God wants to be our friend. He wants to be your best friend. Kind of like I'm sure a lot of us have that best friend, that friend that will always help us out no matter what, that will always be there, that'll come over in a hot minute if, you know, we're working on something and need some help, you know, maybe it's renovations or that friend who's on our gaming squad or whatever it might be, you know, our very best friend, who's always there, who's willing to log on and play till 2 a.m., right? That's our very best friend. God wants to be that in your life, and he wants to be part of every part of your life. That's really what intimacy means. He wants to get to know every little bit about you because he cares for you and loves you very much. And in the Bible, in the book of Isaiah, in 43 verse 10, it says this, it says, you are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, chosen, sorry, so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. So I want to emphasize just in the middle there, it says, so that you may know and believe me. That word know there, just so that I can sound a little bit smart this morning, the Bible was, this passage was originally written in Hebrew. And that word there is this word called yada, 
Yada is like my favorite, not yada, 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 but yada. I'm sorry, that was a bad joke. The word yada, which means it actually, we can't really translate it that well in our English language. It means to know, but it's more than just to know. It's to really know, to know every part. See, God is inviting us to know every part of him just like he wants to know every part of us. He wants to be invited into every part of our life because God is just as interested as this hour that we're going to spend here together on Sunday morning as he is about the time that you spend the other 167 hours this week. He wants to be involved not only in Sunday morning, your spiritual walk, because sometimes we kind of put God in a little bit of a box and say, well, God's really only interested in my spiritual walk, right? He's only interested if I read my Bible and pray every day and you'll grow, grow, grow. Sorry, that's another just old song for those who are under 30 i'll explain later i'm making myself feel a little old as i make these references but i think that's okay my kids tell me that i'm old so i just got to be okay with it but he wants to know every part of our life he wants to know and be involved just as much on a sunday morning and just as much as when you're doing your devotions or praying or talking to him as he as you are, you know, maybe writing lines of code at work or logging on to Instagram or scrolling social or maybe hanging out with your friends or, you know, maybe you're thinking about asking that person down the hall in your apartment complex. He wants to be involved in that part of your life just as much as your spiritual part because he wants to know every part about you because he cares for you. It's not because it's some sort of like, oh, I'm God, I want to know. It's because he really genuinely cares for you and loves you very much. We see that as we celebrated communion this morning, that Jesus was willing to lay down his very life, was willing to go through the most intense torture and pain and agony, dying on that cross and whatever all happened beforehand as he was tortured by the Roman soldiers and to die there and then thankfully raised three days later. He was willing to go all through that for you and me because he cares about you a lot, like more than we probably ever know. Or understand. And when we start to get that part, when we start to understand how much God cares for us and wants to know us and wants us to invite him into our lives. And why do I keep saying invite? Because God is a gentleman and he's not just going to come barging in. Sometimes maybe he does and needs to, but in our lives he wants us to invite him in just like you would invite a friend into your life. And as we do that, we'll actually find ourselves being better equipped and able to love other people, to have healthy, authentic relationships with others, to continue to grow in that, to get to know him. Because God really does want to get to know you. Is anybody following? Get that? Does that make sense? I hope so. Because, I mean, it's something I can't stand up here and tell you that I know everything that there is to know about a great, healthy relationship with God or with other people. Because I make mistakes because we're all imperfect people, right? But you also need to realize that as you are an imperfect person, God wants to continue to develop you. And he wants you to understand and know your worth. Because just like we shared about, he was willing to die for you. He's willing to go through all of that for you because he 
thinks you're amazing. He thinks you're amazing. I mean, when he created this earth, he said, it was, he said everything as he made it that it was good. And when he got to humans, when he got to us, he said, it's very good. And he's excited when he thinks about us. It brings, we bring him joy. Isn't that amazing to think that God is happy when he thinks about us? It's in the Bible. I'm not making it up. And that he's thinking about us constantly. In the Psalms, it says that he's thinking us, about us, his thoughts for us, as much as there is the grains of sand. And there's a lot of sand in this world. Maybe not at Manhattan Beach, but... Sorry, I had to slip that in there. But God is always constantly thinking about us because we bring him joy and he's excited about us and he wants to get us to know our worth because it's important for us to have a healthy relationship with ourselves. What does that look like? That looks like knowing our worth, knowing that God thinks we're amazing and that we're worthy, to know that we have been created perfect. And yes, I know, but I just said that we're imperfect people. Well, we're getting we're working on that part, right? And as we continue to understand our worth, as we continue to understand how much God loves us, we start to have better relationships with others. And now, uh, I want to ask you this question, and I've heard, I'm, you've probably heard it before. If you thought about the thoughts that you have about yourself, and you thought about the things and how you treat yourself, would you, if that was your friend, want to be friends with them? I know I've asked myself this a number of times. Okay, Charles, if I had a friend who thought about me the way I'm thinking about myself right now, if I had a friend who treated me how I treat myself right now, would I want to be their friend? (laughs) There are moments where I'd be like, no, There are moments where I believe lies about myself and don't treat myself very well. And I need to change that. I think that's why in in the Bible it says that we're being transformed by the renewing of our mind. Because sometimes we think lies about ourselves. Maybe we don't think we're worthy or we're good enough or that we can't do things with God or we can't do it and all these things or we're not strong enough or able enough and we're just a trash or maybe we're just no good, we're dumb, we're stupid. Those are all lies. Absolutely every single one of them is a lie. And I would challenge you this week That as those thoughts enter your head and as you reflect back on how you treat yourself is to ask for forgiveness and to change what you think about yourself. Because God doesn't think that way about you. And if God doesn't think that way about you, then we should not be thinking about ourselves that way. Because in order for us to have healthy relationships with others... We need to have a healthy relationship with ourselves and know ourselves how God knows us. Because in the Bible, Jesus said to love your neighbor as yourself, right? And as we don't love ourselves right now, I'm not talking about pride or selfishness and all that stuff. I think you know where I'm going with this, right? I'm talking about, hey, God loves you and thinks you're pretty amazing, so you should probably do the same. Because if we have those lies, sorry, and believe them, 
that starts to affect our relationship with others. I don't, let me give you an example. So we start thinking that we're not good enough. We start thinking that we'll never measure up. We start thinking that um, we're not very smart or things like that. Well, internally, that starts to take root. And then externally, we start pushing people away from ours, us because we start thinking, well, if I'm not good enough, then I'm not good enough to be friends with so-and-so. Or maybe we start lashing out because of this deep-seated anger and pain because of the lies that we believe. And so I would encourage you, implore you, if I can, to think about that for a moment and to ask for forgiveness for that and ask God to reveal to you the truth. I do this often when I find myself believing lies about myself. I go, God, I, I, I've identified this as a lie. I, I am smart. You have made me smart. So God, I am sorry for believing that. And God, will you tell me the truth? And just take a moment and listen. Maybe he'll give you a confirmation through scripture or maybe internally in your heart or maybe through a friend or someone else. Because as we grow in our relationship with God, as we have that as our foundation, and as we understand how he's made us and how he sees us, then we will continue to open ourselves up to others and have healthy relationship with others because as he loves us, we are then compelled and driven to love others. Oftentimes I find people who just don't love others well is because there's some sort of deep-rooted anger or pain or frustration or something, a lie that they're typically believing about themselves. And, you know, as the saying goes, hurt people hurt others. And so sometimes when we have those people in our lives, I know none of you have those kinds of people in your lives. We're all humans, right? We have those. I was being facetious. We have those people in our lives. We need to extend grace. And then if we're that person, we need to extend grace to ourselves and ask God to help us understand how he sees us. How he sees us, and he sees us as good, as amazing, as loved and cared for. And we need to have that healthy view of ourselves. Because that, in turn, will then allow us to have a healthy view of others and have healthy relationships. It's kind of like, I call it the relationship trifecta. Sorry, I don't have a diagram of it. But imagine a triangle, right? So you've got God at the top, you've got yourself in one of the corners, and others in the other corner. And when I talk about, let's say, marriage, for instance, I'll use that as an example. For those of you who aren't married, just throw someone else in that other spot who you care for, who is a good friend. And as you continually grow closer to God, what happens? You continue to grow closer together in relationship. And even if one of you is only growing closer, you will continue to grow closer in love with other people as well. And so it is deeply important that we understand who God is and that he wants to have an intimate relationship, a close friendship with us. We understand that we are worth, and then we have to, through those lenses, look at people at the same way as God sees them. Not the same way that we maybe have that flash in our mind that we see him, like that no good, rotten, good for no... I know you've never had those moments, right? You've never been frustrated with someone else. I know, right? Maybe I'll just use myself as an example because I know I'm the only one that's ever been frustrated with other people. 
People get frustrating. I get very frustrating to other people. I've been married for 20 years. I get, I'm joking, but I, I, I can be very frustrating. I know that. And so I'm continually trying to see others through God's eyes, and I will tell you right now, I'm not perfect at it. I thank the Lord that I feel like I'm getting better. There are those days where I kind of wonder. There are those days where my kids might say, you know, like, hey, Dad, you know, <laughs> you might want to spend a little more time with Jesus. Right? There's those moments. Because we can't live without those relationships. We were designed that way. We were designed to be in relationship with others. And so here's a few things that I've found to be helpful in my relationships with other people. I think there's some common pitfalls, things like offense. The best way to avoid offense, other than obviously keeping a close relationship with Jesus, is to identify it and deal with it immediately. Don't let it simmer. Don't let it stew. Don't let that thing that they said annoy you. Stop and go talk to the individual. It's very common sense. It's like in, in, in the Bible where it says, you know, if you come to the altar and you realize that your brother has something against you, just leave it there and go, go see them right away. It's very important. Don't let it stew. Or maybe there's that moment where someone said something and you're like, well, I wonder what they meant by that. As soon as you have that thought, stop. Don't continue along that thought because I know exactly where it's going to lead, right? I wonder what they meant by that. I'm pretty sure they meant this. And oh, I bet you they meant this. And they said that. And, they, because, and then all of a sudden we've got this offense in us that we got to clean up. It's much easier to go, I wonder what they meant, and then stop. And if it's going to bug you, go and talk to them. Hey, you said this earlier. What did you mean by that? Just simple, right? That will help guard us from offense. And maybe if you're in a position where you are offended at someone or you feel someone has an offense against you, I would deeply encourage you to go and talk to them, to clear it up, to talk openly and with love. I mean, there's no other time. I mean, well, you hear this saying, right? There's no other time in history where I'm. So I think that this is a great time to practice this. If you feel like someone's angry at you or frustrated with you or you're angry or frustrated with someone, to go and talk to them. That sounds very spiritual, right? It doesn't seem very spiritual, but it is very spiritual. Hey, you need to go and talk to them, but with openness, not with a made-up assumption in your mind but to go with open to listen to understand not listen to reply another thing that can happen is we'll have insecurity and we'll kind of interact with people out of that we'll get insecure about people who are maybe better at one thing than us or another or we'll just like i said earlier right hurt people hurt other people and so we want to go to god with those insecurities and we want to get Lay them at the cross, per se, if I could use that as a metaphor, and go, God, I understand that I'm feeling very insecure right now. I need to know the truth about me so that I don't then act out of that insecurity towards others. Familiarity. We need to stop with the familiar. What's familiarity? Well, we got to know them so well that I'm pretty sure they're like this, or I'm pretty sure they're like that kind of person, Right? Familiarity breeds contempt. 
So when we stop seeing people how God sees them and instead try to see them through our eyes and how we've kind of made this idea of what they should be, that's familiarity. So instead, we need to see them through God's eyes. Have I said that enough yet? Maybe I need to say it again. Maybe I'm just speaking, I am speaking to myself. I'll just let you know. This is a message very much for myself as well because I have relationships. But we need to see people through God's eyes, not through anything that we've seen online or not through the media or not through all our preconceived ideas or anything like that. We need to see people through the same lens that God sees them. And then the last one, and I'm going to close up here, is self-righteousness. We need to deal with any self-righteousness that might be in our life to have healthy relationships with other people. If I am more concerned about me being right or me trying to fix someone than I am about being their friend, I have self-righteousness in myself. And so when we're in those relationships and we're like, oh, I bet you if they did this or if they did that, this would be much better for them. Is there any fixers in the, in the room here? Do we have any fi- I know there's a few. It's just like, I, I, I can very much be a fixer. My wife will come to me with a situation and I'll be like, oh, I know how to fix that, right? Sometimes she's just coming to me to talk. And a lot of times, honestly, her fix for it is much better than my fix. But we don't always need to be a fixer unless someone's asked for help to fix something. Sometimes we just have to listen, right? So like I said earlier, is listen to understand, not to respond. That's when we know that if you find yourself that doing that more often, you've got self-righteousness that you need to deal with. And we need to lay that down before Jesus at the cross and say, God, I'm sorry for being self-righteous. I want to see people how you see them. And so today, I hope that you understand the key, the necessity of having that healthy relationship with God, growing deep with him, and how we view ourselves and how we have a healthy relationship with ourselves affects our relationships with others. And also how we need to see people how God sees them. And that's key to having healthy relationships with other people. And so I just want to pray today for our relationships for our relationships with other individuals, for relationships with our spouses, for our significant others, and our relationships with other churches in this community, our relationships with our community on many different levels because I believe that it's now it is incredibly important to have good, healthy, authentic relationships on all of those levels to continue to be the love in this community. So God, I thank you so much that you have designed us for relationship. I thank you so much that you want to be in every part of our lives. And God, right now, I'm sure many of us are thinking about that individual or maybe thinking about our spouse, no elbowing our spouse, and our relationship with them. And I pray right now just peace and understanding and the ability to see others through your eyes so that we can grow in healthy relationships. 
Father, I just pray you would give us wisdom and understanding. I also pray at this point, Father, for healing for Pastor Mike and a complete full recovery, God. And I just thank you so much for this church, for every person that's here today and for those that are watching online. I pray you would just bless them. May your favor shine upon them and guide our footsteps as we go from here today. In Jesus' mighty name. 